On today's news episode, we discuss how Smuggler's Run will be a fast pass option soon. A new experience is coming. A new experience has come about at Festival of the Arts, and Disney drops the Fox name officially. This is episode 261 of the Capture the Magic podcast. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Expedition Roasters. And if, uh, you know, it's cold where you live, especially like it is here, hot coffee in the morning is fantastic. So if you enjoy warm, hot coffee in the mornings and you also enjoy Disney, then you will like Expedition Roasters. Uh, If you go to ExpeditionRoasters.com and use the promo code CTM15, you can save 15% off of every single order you place, no matter if it's 1 or 20. So... Uh, head on over there, and if you order $49 worth of merchandise, you also get free shipping. So uh, you can always start off with a sampler pack, and then once you know what you like, you know, once you get that free shipping plus the 15% off, it's not a bad deal. Uh, so again, it's great coffee, Disney-themed bags. The bags are all individually designed by like different artists and things like that. So it's it's really cool. So and it's fantastic coffee, and Jamie's dad even, he uh, mm-hmm. tried some of the coffee, and now he wants like all of it. So it's it's very good. So if you go to expeditionroasters.com, use the promo code CTM15. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the news today. My name is Jamie Lee, and I'm joined by my husband, Jared Lee. How are you, Jared? Uh, I'm good. I, I feel like my voice is a little bit it deeper is, than normal. It is normal. deeper. Yeah. Do, we, do we have a cold? No, we don't. Have a, I don't have a cold. I just woke up. Well, I woke up in the middle of the night and my throat was kind of sore and I was like, oh no. Yeah. And then it just, I think it's just drainage, but I sound deeper than normal, but I feel fine. Well, because you know, you know, it's hard moving. You know, it's really hard moving while you're sick. <laughs> it's also really hard moving cross country with little kids. While you're sick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. Well, I've been pounding, like anybody gets sick around me. I turn into like a pharmacist. Like vitamin C, zinc, all that stuff. Yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. There's stuff called loma, lomatrium. I believe is how you say it. Uh, it's like an antiviral herb, which I heard about, and I was like, man, I gave it a try, and it works really well. It's got an interesting background. It's it's one yeah. of the it's an herb that back in the day the Indian tribes that all got hit with the um, Spanish flu. The tribes that had that herb around them, like it was part of their diet, like none of them got sick. Hmm. And it's got some sort of antiviral stuff. So if you think you're getting sick or you want to like boost your immune system, get some of that stuff. It's on Amazon. You can go find it. But like, like that, I said, I turn into a a pharmacist whenever people get sick around. Yeah, me. it's like elderberry, elderberry yeah. juice or whatever. I used to be. I used to not do any of that stuff, and I, I've kind of changed a lot with with. I think there's a lot of good. I don't, I'm not saying it's like a miracle elixir, but I think there's a lot of stuff to that stuff. But yeah, yeah, because I've been doing well, emergency like twice a day lately, so I've probably taken in like 2,500 milligrams of vitamin C. Yeah, so. yeah, that's that's a lot. I mean, I'm I'm feeling a little a little uh, congestion and stuff myself, but I don't think it's as bad as you. It also could be because <clears throat> it's like 20 degrees outside. Yeah, <laughs> it could be that. 
Yeah, if I had, if I didn't want to move before, I want to move now. Right. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. But, um, yeah, so we're feeling okay. But, you know, we do want to mention it has snowed a little bit again. And it puts me in a bad mood. Sorry. I know people like snow, but. Didn't you say you liked snow? One day. One day a year. Christmas Eve. That's all I want. <laughs> just give me, give me snow on Christmas Eve. And then no more snow. Yeah. That's, that's all I want. I'm hoping next week it's supposed to be a little warmer because I, I really don't want to move when it's... It's been this week, I believe, like 17 degrees. Ugh. I'm hoping it's not that next I week. I think the highs next week are in the 40s, which is still cold, but yeah, more doable. So It's doable, but yeah. So No, I'm good. I'll, I'll just sound a little... I don't even know what you want to call it. I wish it was gravelly, but I don't think it sounds gravelly. You sound like a lounge singer. I don't think that's me. Oh, that's the women. That's women. Women. Yeah, women. I don't think I would. Yeah. be a lounge singer. Or like, yeah. uh, what's her face? Um, Kathleen Turner. <laughs> Who? Kathleen Turner. She's got that real deep, manly kind of voice. She was on *Romancing the Stone*. Oh, okay. She played Chandler's mom on *Friends*. Gotcha. Okay, okay, great. Gotcha. Or Chandler's dad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You lost me, but okay. yeah, okay. Anyway, um, but yeah, so we have the news today. We don't have a ton of news because there really wasn't much that came out this past week. So yeah. we'll uh, we'll probably have a discussion at the end. But first, we want to talk about some housekeeping and some of the other um, news and some of the other shows you can find on this network. We've got Diz Dudes. That's every Wednesday with Jeremy and Jared. They do a live in Club 32 every Tuesdays now. A live? Um, you mean a live stream? A live stream, yeah. <laughs> every Tuesdays. Uh, every Tuesday on... Uh, usually it's in the afternoon now. And uh, you can catch that if you're a Club 32 member. And you can sign up at ctmvip.com if you have not already done that. It's a great group. We suggest that you join to get the exclusives. The discounts and the the mini perks. Which there will be a lot coming because once we're down in Florida, we'll do tons more stuff. Tons more stuff. Oh, I do want to say the Diz Dudes. So Jeremy, the one original one he mixed down, had an echo issue. It's been fixed. So if you listen to it first and it didn't sound good, that file's been updated. You just have to re-download it. Okay. So Awesome. And uh, we also have Main Street Magic. That's Jeremy and Rhonda. And uh, I know they had a couple episodes this week. we're going to come out a little late because of their scheduling and stuff. So, but they will, they will be out for you. And then, uh, we've got trip tales. That's my show. I do a trip report show, uh, twice a week or sorry, twice a month at this point. And I'll have, be having a new episode coming out next Monday. And, um, I've got again, CT month movies used to be a one that we did on the, on the main, uh, feeds and we're moving that to club 32. So again, if you're interested in listening to us talk about all the bad movies that Disney's busy has done or the good ones, you can find that at ctmvip.com as well. And, uh, don't forget to sub- subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review as always. And yeah, I think that's it for housekeeping, but you know what time it is, Jared, you know what time it is? You know what it's time for? I'm sure you're going to tell me. Pull time. I have to figure out some theme music for that. I really like just saying pull time. I, I've i noticed, yeah. So I um, dropped the ball, and I didn't have a pull <laughs> ready until early this morning. We're recording this uh, at 9 a.m. on Thursday. So um, the poll today is, what is your favorite mode of Disney transportation? And I did get a, a quite a few responses uh, quickly, so I appreciate that to everybody in the group that responded. Um, so the options were monorail, Skyliner, boat or ferry, bus, and minivan. Um, no sailboat? 
No sailboat. Oh. No sailboat. But boat and ferries are put together. So um, <laughs> the number one choice, monorail. Doesn't really surprise me. That's that's I'm almost synonymous with Disney transportation. I mean, like you think Disney World, you think the monorail going by. You know, it's very iconic. It's yeah. very iconic. And then next was Skyliner, which kind of surprises me, I guess, because it's so new. Maybe it doesn't. I, well, I think that's probably why. Yeah. And then boat or ferry was um, close behind after that. And then bus was far down. And then minivan was the last one. Um, you know, we have not done a minivan and we have not tried the Skyliner. So I'm anxious to try both of those once we get up to. Florida. I, Down to Florida. I'm I'm fine with trying the minivans. The Skyliner is what makes yeah, me nervous. Yeah, I know. But I know. Everyone knows your stance on the. Skyliner. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I'm not. It's just funny. I've said for a very long time the the most unmagical part about a Disney vacation are the Disney buses, but they are one of those things that you know they're efficient. They get the job done, yeah. but they're not. You know, you don't ride a bus being like, oh my gosh, I feel this is so Disney. I mean, it's a Disney bus, but mm-hmm. the monorail very much is a uh, unique experience if it's working and that's the thing like ideally we get updated monorails yeah. i think that would become by and far the number one choice right i think the the appeal part of it is not just like the views and and um and the fact that it's new with the skyliner is it's efficiency when it's working right oh when it works yeah that's the like, thing you can go yeah. from Capcot to hollywood studios in like five minutes right like that's crazy. i mean it's 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 crazy because i always look at things like a pro and con and it's like the pros of it if it works like it's supposed to is insanely efficient and cool views the biggest con is just even when it breaks down it's yeah. you're gonna be stuck for a while so it's kind of like with buses you know usually you're not gonna be delayed too much yeah. You know, same thing with like monorail. I mean, monorail yeah. can get delayed too, but yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that's all I want to talk about that. Um, let's get to the news, shall we? Okay. Okay. So By the way, we're recording. I know you mentioned it. We're recording way earlier than normal. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's like 9 a.m., which never happens, but it was our, it was our uh, window to get into that. So we're doing it. Um, okay. So the first story we're going to talk about just broke this morning. And it's um, about Millennium Falcon. Yep, they're getting rid of it. They decided it's... Uh, <laughs> Just stop. That's not about <laughs> yeah, uh, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run becomes a Fast Pass Plus option starting February 19th. Uh, and there's some exciting news this morning to share with you. This is from um, the article here. Uh, after months of being standby only, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run is now a Fast Pass Plus option. Like we said, starting February 19th. Um, when you make your Fast Pass Plus plans for Disney Hollywood Studios, you can select between either Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run or Slinky Dog Dash, depending on availability, as Tier 1 Fast Passes. Then you can add additional experiences as Tier 2 Fast Passes, including Toy Story Mania, Alien, Swirling Saucers, Rock and Roller Coaster, uh, Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror, Phantasmic, and more. So, and Rise like- of the Resistance is still not an option. By the way, correct. Yeah, they yeah. just they just shifted those tier ones and tier twos. So, which I are you surprised by this move that they made smugglers run a yeah. fast pass option? Nope, I'm not either. Nope. I'm just surprised they didn't do it when Rise of Resistance opened. Um, that's kind of I figured all along when Rise of Resistance opened, then smugglers run would just become a fast pass. But I, I you know, I don't know. If the, I'm wondering if this is a way to sort of help manage crowds. Yeah. Yeah, I think making I think making smugglers and Slinky Dog the only two options in tier one is a good thing. 
I agree. You know, I don't. I don't think you want to bog down tier one with too many, too many options. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. The only thing is, by only having two, both of those could be out a lot of times. Like at the same time, right? <laughs> yeah. Because um, yeah. I actually think, from a, a crowd flow standpoint, I think maybe what was happening is a lot of people that were waiting for the boarding groups for Rise of the Resistance were just waiting at Smuggler's Run, and if they got fast pass, it could see better crowd flow in Galaxy's Edge, maybe. Pret- you know, potentially I could see that. Yeah. If you got a boarding group for for Smuggler or for Rise, and then your fast pass for Smuggler's Run is like after that or later in the afternoon, you're probably not going to go into Galaxy's Edge until closer to your time to to ride your stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but you know, we were talk- we were talking about um, why now, why why put this in place now, and I think you know with Mickey's Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opening on March fourth. Yeah, it's you know they haven't actually officially said this yet but it is assumed that it will also use virtual boarding groups i'm assuming that would be my guess so if if that's if they're making doing boarding groups for uh mickey mickey minis and um and uh rise the resistance then you know smugglers would be the only option or only ride in the entire park where you can't use anything and so just making it have a fast pass would maybe like uh, make the boarding groups not so crazy. Like, oh, I can do a fast pass or smugglers run. I'll just do that. You know, I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I'll be curious to see. I, I am curious at how much of the sort of pent up um, demand there is for the Mickey and Minnie runway railway and if that even affects smugglers or for Rise of the Resistance. I don't really feel, I feel like people want to ride it. But I don't feel like it's going to be anywhere near Rise. Like I don't feel like. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be on the same level. So it'd be interesting if they're going to have, are they going to at the same time have two virtual queues going on? Like, are they going to have Rise virtual queue and Mickey Minnie's Runway Railway? Or once that opens, do they then do Rise at the Fast Pass? Or do they just not have Fast Pass or virtual boarding groups and it's just standby for Mickey Minnie's? Possible. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they do. I. I, It would be interesting to see if, if they do it for Mickey and Minnie's. Then leads me to believe that's their new, like that's the new thing for like a new ride is going to be this virtual mm-hmm. queue. But you're right they, though, two different boarding. Not groups? that they couldn't do it, it would just be. I mean, then you're talking about as hard as it is for people to get a boarding group now for rides. It's you're going to have two things going on from a system standpoint, and mm-hmm. sometimes the app doesn't work that well. I would be very curious to see how that would actually work. Yeah. Because then you're going to have people that couldn't get Rise. They're just going to go get Mickey and Minis. It, I, it would, I would yeah. assume it would be hard to get both. But maybe not. I don't know. But you can only have one boarding group at a time. Right. I wonder if they would do them. that, too. Like, when you're in Rise, you okay. could also get okay. into Mickey and Minis. That I can see happening. Like, you can only be in one virtual group at a time. Like, once your na- t- name is called or your, your group is called for one attraction, you can send it for the other if there's room. Right. Interesting. But we'll okay. see what they do. Yeah. All right. Okay, so for the next story is still, we're still in Hollywood Studios. We're still talking about, you know, Rise of the Resistance. And this is about what happened a couple days ago. Yeah, the Rise of the Resistance queue spills out of Star Wars land as Disney pushes to get guests on ride after seven hours of downtime. Uh, says here, the scene at Rise of the Resistance in Hollywood Studios is a bit chaotic. Uh, this was on the 21st. Um 
a bit chaotic as the return queue has spilled out of Star Wars Land into Grand Avenue. Uh, Disney is currently calling boarding groups back at an unprecedented rate tonight uh, as they try to get everyone on the ride after seven hours of downtime to start the day. Uh, as of published time, Disney is calling back boarding groups 71 through 108, which is a whopping 37 groups at once. Uh, wow. So they saw a spread of 39 groups earlier in the evening, and the average today was just above 21 groups per hour, over seven groups per higher than the normal uh, or previous high. It says all this is say Disney is putting a lot of stress on the queue when the normal wait time for the attraction is around 30 minutes once you enter the queue. Uh, says calling back so many guests at once is leading to a quoted wait time of north of two hours as the line twists and turns uh, once it enters into the tunnel that connects Batu to the rest of Hollywood Studios. And there's some pictures in here of you can see the the line, which is insane. In, yeah, it's pretty pretty big. Um, says. Hollywood Studios were supposed to close at 8 o'clock that night, but managers they spoke with said that they will try and accommodate as many guests as they can, even if that means operating the attraction past park hours. Yeah. So, I mean, seven hours of downtime. Wow. I'm, I'm not too surprised they're trying to get people on there. But this, I'm telling you, this ride is just going to... I wonder if it ever will get better in I terms of breaking down. I mean, they've had issues yeah. with this. This is the reason it took so long to open. Yes. And it's it's this from people that we have spoken to that have some knowledge of this it's it's about the connectivity like in the ride it's all you know whatever you call wi-fi or signal it just keeps losing signal and there's a lot of moving parts it's a huge right? hugely complex ride yeah, yeah so I, I mean I, I wouldn't know maybe as time <laughs> goes on they figure some stuff out but it's no. yeah and this is why I don't know if this ride will ever get out of the boarding group thing I don't know. Because, again, as many times as it breaks down, it's way easier to just pause boarding groups and evacuate one versus if you got a whole standby line for five hours, you got to evacuate that entire queue. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's not, I don't know if it broke down after it opened, after those seven hours. Did it break down again briefly? I don't know. Because then if you have a breakdown of, like, I don't know, three hours again, you have so many people already in line and that's yeah. a disaster plus customer relations standpoint Ooh. is gonna you know i'm sure that i'm sure the hollywood studios guest relations team is is having a good time i'll put it that way <laughs> having <laughs> good a good time. time i mean not having a good time because yeah. people are just you know you're, they're gonna get people that are just mad they didn't get in a boarding group and then they're mad if if it was delayed and yeah so also, I wanted to include this story just because if you are planning on doing this, I haven't, you know, ridden Rise of the Resistance yet and haven't done the boarding group thing. Like, this is a very real issue that might arise. You might be able to get a boarding group once you get in early, but it may break down all the time. And, you know, I wouldn't, I like wouldn't make any plans for that day besides Hollywood Studios. Yeah. I mean, just at least for the foreseeable future, just because you'd never know. Well, and I feel, I, I do feel for people that, you know, they're going on a trip, they have one day at Hollywood Studios, and, and if something happened, they can't ride it. Like, that's a huge disappointment. Yeah. I, I do see that. But at the same time, too, I don't know what, you know, Disney is trying. You know, they're trying what they can. So, unfortunately, yeah. it's one of those, like, hopefully it works out and you get to ride it. But there's, yeah. no, I mean, yeah, every day it just... It, it could work and it could not work or it could be delayed. So, you know, it was funny. I was talking to my dad yesterday and he, at, I was telling him all about the boarding group stuff. And he's like, so what about what happens to the people that are, you know, just day guests or have never been to Disney world before and, and want to do rise of the resistance. And they have no idea that they have to get the park opening to get a boarding group. I was like, they're SOL. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. Like it, I'm sure that this has been an issue. 
Well, Disney, but a Disney World vacation anymore. I mean, you know, if you're just somebody that you know decided like let's go to Disney and just as a family you had no clue about anything else, like it's increasingly more to more difficult to just pop into Disney and and be like, well, let's let's ride some stuff because it just takes so much planning. Yeah, so I yeah. mean, yeah, I I know it'd be hard on this, but it'd be hard on anything at Disney. Sure. To just pop in there and you got fast passes? Nope, sure don't. Just went to the window. It's like, well, you can, but you know, you're not going to be able to do a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I just meant because there's a lot of people that, like, if so, if basically, you if you don't get to the park opening, you know, the park at the opening time, you're just not going to get to ride. Like, you don't even have the option of standing in line and waiting for hours. Right. And that and that's that was my that was my point of bringing that up. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they'll ever get rid of the boarding groups. At least for the next, I bet it'll stay like that for like a year. Well, I would assume to stay this way until they, if they ever fix a lot of the glitches that are with this ride. Yeah. And maybe once they feel comfortable with it, or maybe once the demand, but I don't think the demand's going to die down within a year. I mean, if you look at, if you look at Harry Potter as an example, Universal, I mean, it took about three years before that really kind of calmed down. Look at Flight of Passage. Yeah. It still sees two three hour waits sometimes four sometimes more yeah and you're talking about and it's been open for almost four years when well, you're talking about a franchise star wars is more popular than avatar and from everything we have heard which we soon will be able to write it hopefully but <laughs> um rise is better than flight of passage so right. i don't really see i mean look at seven doors mind train like i don't see this being like oh the crowds will die down in like a year like i don't think that's going to be the case i think it i think they'll get rid of, they might stop doing virtual boarding groups by then well, and that's that's, that's my, my wonder is, but if the ride is still vulnerable to breakdowns, do they ever get out of it? I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. Oof. They better figure it out. Um, okay, so let's move on to the next story. Uh, this one is about <laughs> Baby Yoda merchandise on Etsy. Yeah, uh, Disney is hunting down the most popular Baby Yoda toys on Etsy. And it says, Everyone's baby, everyone loves Baby Yoda, but official merchandise of the character has been hard to find since Disney didn't want to spoil the surprise surrounding the little green alien by producing toys and shirts ahead of the Mandalorian's premiere. In that vacuum, plenty of enterprising Etsy sellers have popped up to sell their own homemade Baby Yoda plushes and toys at least. Until Disney started issuing takedown notices requiring that Etsy remove listings for bootleg merch. Several Etsy sellers tell, uh, this is from The Verge, that they have had their listings removed, cutting off popular products and disrupting existing sales. One seller who runs the stuffed animal storefront, Your Stuffed Memories, that sounds weird, (laughs) had been selling homemade baby Yoda plushes for about a month when she received a message from Etsy. It had deactivated her sales listing after getting a complaint from Disney over her usage of the words Star Wars, Mandalorian, and Yoda to sell the plushes. Another seller had a listing for a Baby Yoda-style dice bag at her Hedgecraft store removed by Etsy for similar reasons, as did the 100-acre woodshop storefront, which sells knit wool plushes of the character. Most of the stories, or excuse me, stores that talked to The Verge had to te- had take down, uh, takedowns issued in the last week. The original listings for these stores were extremely popular. One Yoda doll had over 2,000 views and 300 favorites while another seller said that she used to see at least 100 to 200 views a day. Removing the listings also caused issues with existing orders for at least one seller, delaying shipments as they tried to reconcile orders in Etsy's system between the old and new listings. Uh, The takedowns come as Disney has finally begun selling its own Baby Yoda toys and plushies, including dolls that are available to pre-order and a planned Build-A-Bear partnership later this year. Disney has been 
oddly slow to offer products featuring the hit character. Well, not really. They already talked about why it's slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took several weeks after the show premiered. Okay. They already talked about that. That's a weird thing in the article. Um, it says it's a difficult situation for sellers. Blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, basically the gist of this is Disney slash Lucasfilm was going after people using the name and selling products that are infringing on what they're selling. Okay, right. Um, the thing is, if you go to Etsy right now, there are thousands of listings for Baby Yoda, Mandalorian, Star Wars merchandise. Yeah. So it's like Disney's targeting just some. Well, Disney does. Or maybe it's just like if you have this many sales or if you have this many views and they go after you. Well, they're going to go after the most popular ones. Also, right. it, you know, you can see people can pop up stuff and they can't take it as quickly as stuff can pop up. They can eventually get it, but it doesn't mean they're going to get it right away. But yeah. the thing you have to remember, first off, Disney has every right to do this because it's their IP. Sure. They absolutely. can do this. Yep. Second, people get confused. Well, why would they allow people to sell? I saw this question a lot. Why do people, why do they not care about people promoting park stuff, but they care about the baby Yoda stuff. And it's really, really simple to me. What? If you're selling like, you know, Disney Parks stuff about the shirts and things like that. That's essentially free advertisement for Disney. Those are people who are going to the parks that are buying shirts and they will go to Disney and they will spend money. It's sort of a thing of like, well, we'll let you do this. And also, if Disney likes your design, they'll just take it and sell it in the parks. They sell stuff all they the time. They do that all the time. They st- they steal from Etsy stuff of course all they the do. time. Yeah. It's like having a free testing ground. If they have a yeah. storefront that's selling whatever, some new shirt, and they'll just go... That works really well. Let's put it in the shop Disney stuff. Where do you think they got all the ear ideas from? Exactly. From Etsy sellers. So essentially, Etsy sellers are the breeding ground for this stuff. So this is why Disney lets that happen. Now, Star Wars, first off, is a different animal because it's got Lucasfilm involved. And Star Wars has always been very different on the mer- on the, on the toy front. So if you're selling a Baby Yoda plush, chances are you're not going to buy – they may not buy one that Disney sells. Right. So Disney is essentially saying it's not the same as a park thing because the park thing is like, well, we'll let you sell these because you're going to go to the parks and you're going to spend a ton of money at Disney. Mm-hmm. So they'll look at it as like whatever, like a loss leader or whatever you want to call it. They're fans of the thing, but it's in direct competition with Disney, so they're going to shut it down. And it's really yeah. that simple. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it seems – I can see where people get confused when you look at how the, these two things are different, even though they're the same company. It, it it makes sense why they're doing it. Well, it's funny too because you you know if they're sending all this stuff out to stop selling all those great homemade items that people are liking on Etsy, it's like basically them saying, yeah, the stuff we have right now is pretty crappy. Yeah, <laughs> because they had to put out in a rush because of all this competition from you know non like a non Disney seller. Right. So they're just like, uh oh. Well, you know, and this article, which, whatever. This article makes no. They said the first why they were slow to get it out because. John Favreau had asked Disney not to do any sort of pre-production on these because they wanted it to be a surprise. And then later in the article, like, Disney was slow for some reason. It's like, well, this is why they were slow. Like, yeah. they're a giant ship. Like, if you look at, in the terms of business, like, Disney is a cruise ship. It takes a lot of effort to turn that thing. I, it, versus, like, Etsy shops are like little boats. You just turn it real quick. They're like, right. oh, I'm going to sell some Baby Yoda merchandise. Here you go. I think something to, to, to keep in mind is they, even though they may have figured that people would like... The child or baby Yoda, I don't think they anticipated how much. Well, it became a pop culture thing too. Sure. So and, yeah. And so they could never, they can't, you know, maybe like anticipate that much popularity. And For so sure. when it happened, they're just like, 
Okay, so we did a good thing. I think they actually did a good thing by holding back any merchandise on it because it was surprised. Like the first episode, you see him, you see the child. You know, spoilers. You see the child at the end of the first episode, and you're like, oh. And then it just gets better and better. And so I think people they created a demand for this Baby Yoda merchandise, which had they been ready, like maybe shortly after that, they could have they could have you know gotten in front of all the Etsy sellers that just were bing bang boom they were ready. Well, but they really but, couldn't because, it, like, having done product development, if Disney were to even – like, they had to completely wait until after it aired because if they went right. to any suppliers, those suppliers would have leaked it. Yeah. I mean, this true. is what happens like, iPhones. Every time an iPhone comes out, we already like know a, what's going to be in it because the yeah. manufacturers always leak stuff. So if they yeah. really were trying to prevent leaks – they legitimately had to wait until that first episode aired and then reach out to vendors. And those people, I mean, the quantity in which Disney orders, you're, it takes it takes a while. And again, right. in the internet age, now back in the day, Disney could have created this pent-up demand and they could have satisfied it on their own. In the internet age, you got Etsy, you got all these other areas people can do it. And it's interesting that Disney is just, they're just basically telling Etsy, like they're not sending cease and desist letters, which is interesting. They're just literally going to Etsy and saying, hey, this violates our stuff, and Etsy's taking it down for them. They're not going really after individual people, which can be kind of scary. Yeah. I don't think they're trying – I don't know if they want to – and they, they probably will. If people don't comply, maybe they might strong arm a little bit, but – It's just like a warning. Like, I feel like it's just a warning. Disney's out there just, hey, don't use our name. Yeah. Hey, Because you could call it like – it could look like Baby Yoda, but as long as you're not calling it – well, what they they're were calling saying, it I mean, like baby alien. Yeah, you could do stuff, stuff like, like that. that. But the, but the terms like that search term is not super popular, that's so a, they're not right. And that's exactly what it yeah. is. So it's just yeah. they know. I mean, they own those terms. So you know, yeah, it's like a catch twenty two. But oh well. Anyway, so if you have an Etsy shop and you're making baby Yoda stuff, just a warning, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, so let's move on to the next one. Um, Disney's dropping the Fox name. Yeah, this isn't too surprising. Uh, Disney drops the Fox name will rebrand as 20th Century Studios and Searchlight Pictures. Uh, in a move one, uh, let's see, in a move at once unsurprising and highly symbolic, the Walt Disney Company is dropping the Fox brand from the 21st Century Fox assets it acquired last March. Um, the 21st Century Fox Film Studio will become 20th Century Studios, and Fox Searchlight Pictures will become simply Searchlight Pictures. On the TV side, however, no final decisions have been made about adjusting the monikers of production units, uh, 20th Century Fox Television and Fox 21 Television Studios. Discussions about a possible name change are underway, but no consensus has emerged, according to a source close to the situation. Uh, says Disney has already started the process to phase out the Fox name. Email addresses have changed uh, for search searchlight staffers with the Fox.com address replaced with a searchlightpictures.com address. On the poster for Searchlight's next film, Downhill, with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell, the credits have begin with Searchlight Pictures Presents. Uh, the film film will be the first Searchlight release to debut with the new logo. Call of the Wild, an upcoming family film, will be released under the 20th Century banner, uh, says Sans Fox. Yeah, and it goes on to talk about more about the, the whole merger with Disney and everything, but... Um... I'm not really surprised. Spoiler alert: They're going to get rid of the Fox name on the TV side too. Yeah, I don't know why that's. They're not going <laughs> to. They're not going to get rid of the movie side and go. We'll leave it on yeah. the TV side. Well, it's funny because 20th Century Fox is. Um, it was a merger anyway. 
like back in the 30s it was 20th century and then fox and then right. they push it together um so there's always stuff like that going on like back and forth so like i'm not sad about it i guess it's just 20th century studios and i guess they just don't want anybody to think about oh this is a fox now wait i thought it was disney wait what like maybe it's just to get rid of confusion i don't know well yeah they own it they're just they're just streamlining that's what i would do okay no i'm just saying that that's exactly why they're doing it is that why you're changing the name to capture the the jared (laughs) good luck jared there jared the magic that's the thing good luck capturing the jared (laughs) i wish you luck no i don't know that's Well, I mean, yeah, it just makes sense. I mean, they they acquire the assets, and then you know, Disney's just protecting their brand. They don't want, yeah. you know, that's just it's not surprising. This stuff like this happens all the time. Even like Bass Pro Shops bought Cabela, and they slowly have been phasing out Cabela stuff. So, oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yep. All right. So next story is about a new um, collection of ears, mouse ears, coming to uh, Festival of the Arts. Yep, this new Disney Parks Designer Collection ears launching exclusively at the 2020 Epcot International Festival of the Arts. Uh, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse aficionados will love John Coulter's floral elegant turn of the century Minnie Mouse ear headband design launching exclusively at the Festival of the Arch in its March, March release. Uh, says fans can also greet him at the International Festival of the Arts in the Wonder Ground Gallery tent from June twenty, or excuse me, June January twenty fourth through January twenty sixth. He will be signing on January twenty fourth from four to six p.m. and then again on January twenty fifth and twenty sixth from noon to two p.m. and from four to six p.m. The design will be released on January twenty fourth exclusively at the festival. Uh, in the Wonder Ground Gallery tent, and then we'll come to the Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland Resort, and online at shopdisney.com in March. Once broadly in March, excuse me, once released broadly in March, the headband will be available to purchase at the following locations uh, at Disney World as Art of Disney, Ever After Jewelry Company and Accessories, Legends of Hollywood, Uptown Jewelers, and Discovery Trading Company. Also selling some stuff over at Disneyland. And there's more coming from different designers. Yeah, we got the blonde. You can read in the show notes quite a bit. Joe Rody's got one coming. Um, Vera Wang, Betsy Johnson. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Those people. Anyways. You know, these ears, like, I know they're saying they're debuting at Festival of the Arts, but it very, very much looks like it should be a flower and garden design. Yeah. I think it's because it's artist-based, but yeah. I, mean. I get it. I get it, but I'm just saying. Yeah. But I mean, I guess it will be available wide in March whenever that festival is going on, so there you go. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much more to say about it, just that it's pretty. Sure, yeah. That's, Jared. I, I'm not. Sure. I'm a, I know nothing about when it comes to Disney Mickey ears. So. How, how many times have you worn ears in your life? I have never worn ears in my zero, life. Zero, negative, zero, zero percent. I never have worn them. Okay. That's, that's what I thought. Um, anyway, I don't really have much more to say. <laughs> just, uh, are you judging me? Nope. Oh, I mean, okay. a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just in the show notes if you guys want to look at that. So, All right, moving on. Next story. Uh, the Epcot Experience is going to start serving food. Yeah, the Epcot Experience to start serving flatbreads, salads, nuggets, and more. Uh, it says, according to the guide map for Festival of the Arts, there will be soon some new and expanded dining options at Walt Disney Imagineering Presents the Epcot Experience. 
Listed as Eats at the Epcot Experience, the guide map shows that the guests will soon be able to enjoy flatbreads, salads, chicken nuggets, and desserts. Uh, an exact start date for the Eats at Epcot Experience offering has not been released. Uh, this offering is above and beyond the Taste Track Burgers and Fries kiosk that is slated to open soon. Uh, Future World East will soon be making up for the closure of a popular dining location when the Electric Umbrella closes soon. An exact date for the closure of the Electric Umbrella's extended refurbishment has not been released. So, there you go. Yep. I really know what else to say. There's that, like, with Electric Umbrella being gone for a while, it just makes sense to put this in there. I still have not seen the Epcot experience. I really want to. You haven't been to Disney in a little bit. I know. Stop <laughs> We're going soon. I know. I'm just saying. My brain is, is dying of, of lack of Disney. Is that a medical condition? It is. Oh, okay. It is when, you, when you're when you me. That's for sure. Okay. Um, but that's good. And I, I know that they have uh, some... Somebody released some pictures. They have more seating and everything. So there's it's going to be more expansion in there. So that's good. Um, okay. Next one is there is a new uh, new art experience at Festival of the Arts. Yep. There's a spin art experience, which is debuting this year. Uh, so it's a really unique, brand new experience has debuted at the International Festival of the Arts. It's called Spin Art, and you'll jump on a stationary bike to turn a drum that creates some fun artwork that uses the central fugal force of the drum to spread one of four chosen paint colors. Kiosk is run by Artistic Talent Group, and while they've been a part of the Festival of the Arts in the past with artistic marbling, this is the first year for the Spin Art experience. Uh, and then they've got some examples in the show notes of what it looks like when it's all done. But uh, yeah, the spin art experience is located between the Morocco Pavilion and the Japan Pavilion. And the experience will be available all throughout the Festival of the Arts. And it's either $19 or if you want if you want like a frame, you get $25 with your art. It's actually not terrible pricing. Yeah, it's not terrible. It does look pretty cool, though. I mean, that's that's something you create yourself and yeah. take it home. Get some cardio in while you're at it. That's true. Hey, that's that's Jared's take on that. You guys care if I do some hit training? Like, what? <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> anyway, so that's kind of cool. Um, all right. Uh, last thing we're going to talk about, and it's just a little n- news bit. It's news bit, Jared. I don't think it's funny. I don't know why I don't like the word bit. News bits. Because we used to do those like news bits sections when we mm-hmm. first started. I don't know why. They never set well with me. Well, you know what? It's going to keep happening. So you better get I like bites. It. Like small bites. Okay. News bites. that better? I'm hungry. Okay. <laughs> um, so we only have one. Um, so I just want to say Hollywood Studios hours have been extended again into February. Specifically, January 27th through February 2nd will now open at 7 a.m. It was 9 now it's at seven. That's a major change. Honestly, what, like if you're if you're gonna be there that time and you had an, you had like all this planned out, like oh I'll just get to the studios at seven thirty, eight o'clock, and then you'd be able to get a boarding group. Nope, you guys to get there six or before. Had they said anything about after the second? They have not, but I am just guessing, Jared. They'll that probably do it. Yeah, they will keep doing it because February has become a very busy month. Yeah, unfortunately. So yeah. It's just that we we had wanted to do rise of resistance and this is kind of it's kind of unfortunate because uh, I mean we'd have to get there so we had to leave our house so early to do this. Well, 
now we would and then we would too but it, it's a little bit better when we're down there i know i'm just uh you know yeah i know what you mean <sighs> we'll write it eventually probably the best bet to do it is just to stay overnight yeah and then do it that way yeah but we'll see what they do okay maybe they won't for when we're gonna go i you never know you never know so yeah that's it for the news and news bites for today. No really big rumors or anything. Um, is there anything you want to discuss before we hop off here? Well, I was thinking, I was talking to Jeremy about this, but, you know, the resorts are like almost at 100% occupancy, like at almost all the hotels. Really? Why do you think that is? Is it just Rise? Is it just Galaxy's Edge? Or do you think um, it's Disney spreading out crowds better? Well, I think they spread out crowds a lot better. Um, you also have all the tour groups have like moved from summer. Now they're all in here in <laughs> January and February. Yeah. Um, so that's part of it. Because um, the price you know, on hotels is getting a little crazy. It's really high. It's, yeah. It's, it's really high. Even yeah. with the discounts, it's still pretty high. Yeah. Um, I don't know. With Disney, it's just that there's such a high demand for, for staying on property that they just run out of rooms basically i mean at least the the lower the lower priced rooms like the values in and the moderates i i think sell out much faster than the other ones i think well yeah um yeah i would just say because the popularity of the parks in general the rise has i'm sure has a lot to do with it too but i would be curious how much if you were to poll people how much of it is galaxy's edge rise and all that stuff like that like how many people just yeah. waited to book stuff until they knew in the entire land was going to be open for galaxy's yeah. edge i don't but, know i mean they have the pro bowl going on right now or soon and then have you got, ever have you ever watched a pro bowl game no it's terrible okay don't recommend it all right and then they've got the cheer the cheer um, groups coming in the next week and then it's, it's see in uh, those groups Day yeah and, and those are groups and events those make yeah and that's those are big, big swaths of people that come in. It's so crazy. I, I can remember vividly how dead the parks were in January and February for years. Like, I think it was it was Brian that posted a picture of him. I think it was in the 80s or early 90s of walking down Main Street. There's like nobody there. Yeah. <laughs> it was like middle of the day. Well, and you got to think too, the economy's doing well. So that's another thing too. People have more you know discretion you know money to spend on stuff and so a lot of them want to go to disney well and there's you know we talked about this before but there's also a very 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 much a higher number of international guests and so that that is a lot of the 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 hotels that come like disney hotels um from international guests as well when before maybe you know 20 30 years ago it wasn't as easy right to travel to the u.s and stuff so that's something to think about too yeah yep Okay, I don't have anything else. That's all I've got. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. My, I'm not feeling 100. percent Jerry's not feeling 100. percent But we're doing our. I best. feel fine. <laughs> okay. I just sound different, I guess, okay. or deeper. But I, I okay. feel fine. All right. Well, we'll head off or we'll close out here. So, uh, just a reminder to check out all of our shows. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Capture the magic. And if you're wanting to order a shirt, you can go ahead and do it. But we won't be able to send your order out for a couple of weeks because all that stuff has. Been already been starting being packed up and everything. So just just an FYI on that. Um, you will be you have to wait on your order for a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, so. I will say Club Thirty Two members. There was some people were wanting like Club Thirty Two's uh, hood. <coughs> excuse me, hoodies. Um, so we will get those where 
we can put them on pre-sale they can start ordering them now and then we'll get them all ready and ship them out once we get everything settled down in florida so that will be in the works that way we can get those out quickly to you guys since can i have one no well that's nice sorry <laughs> i didn't want to tell you but no <laughs> yes you can have one Okay, and then just a reminder: our we're not going to have a news episode for next week because we are officially moving everything that day. Um, so we will be having a special kind of Monday showish uh, episode that day um, about moving to Florida. <laughs> so you'll have to catch that instead of the uh, news. And we'll be doing that episode in. So what we'll do: we're going to do a Club Thirty Two live stream mm-hmm. about moving. Mm-hmm. So Club Thirty Two members can ask us a question. We can just talk whatever, and then we'll take that and we'll put it as an episode later on. Um, yep. And we'll also be documenting, like we said, we're going to be documenting the move and all that stuff like mm-hmm. that. So if you want to see all that stuff, uh, ctmvip.com is the place to be. Plus, we're going to have, like once we're down there, Jeremy and I are going to do a lot of day trips. Jamie and Rhonda are going to have the Jonda show. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know the exact dates on exactly when they'll be released, but we're already in discussions for that. And I think that's already been, I'm pretty sure at this point you guys are already planning that to a degree. Um, honestly, we haven't really talked about it a ton yet, but we, I mean, we just, we're just very excited to be able to do something together. I'll just have to figure out a logo. Um, and then like once we're moved to, I know I hadn't done a rant corner yet. We will start the, it's just right now, literally our house is, um, we're just busting at the seams for one thing. So the new house we're moving into is bigger, have a dedicated like office slash studio. So we'll be able to actually do more stuff. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's part of it too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, so very exciting. There's a lot of new stuff coming. A uh, lot more stuff coming uh, in Club 32 and all that stuff. Yep. So, Yep. That's true. All right. Well, that's it. Thank okay. you. Thank you very much, Jared. You're welcome. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening today. And as I always like to say, we will see you in the parks. <laughs> <laughs>